We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, it's holiday season, because why not, eh? I'm so thrilled to be able to welcome in two of my favorite broadcasters and people, Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion, who host the show, Carrie and Jamel Won't Stick to Sports on Vice TV. We talk about everything, quite literally. Racism, the challenges that black women have endured in America, and we play a little game of Never Have I Ever, because obviously, where we all drank a lot. Bottoms up, bitches. Welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. And yes, Christmas has thrown up all over my bookcase, aka also my gym and my set and my dining room because we are still working from home. Isn't it great right now? It's great because we are working on getting rid of this goddamn pandemic. But in better news, I have some awesome guests here on my show here today. I am very, very excited to be able to welcome in two women that I look up to. I I think they are incredible. I love the work that they do, and I love the work now that they've been doing beyond what their previous careers were. I've got <laughs> Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion here with us today, who are hosting the new show on Vice TV. Carrie and Jamel won't stick to sports. Thank you guys for joining me. I know how busy you are. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yes, it is. I am glad to have you guys on. And as Jamel knows, who she drank me under the table last time with Tito's on the rocks. We have some drinks drank, on the. She can drink anybody under the table, Julie. Anybody. Uh, oh, but this, but this is important. Julie, tell her before me who drank the most on your show. Mike. Mike. It was. It was. Well, Mike. he still is number one. He is still Which the undefeated is, champion. Which Carrie has a great drug story about Mike, but um, regardless, like me, that was shocking that it was him. My, the, the night I met Mike, like really met him when I first got to ESPN, we went to an NFL draft party and he was like, yeah, let's all ride together. It'll be fun. This, this, and the third. He got so drunk. And I don't know if it was because he was mixing drinks, but we had to do a two hour drive back to Bristol, Connecticut from New York City with him rowing up in the car, in the back seat with me the whole time. He wouldn't even roll out the roll down the window and not throw up. And then the next really? day he was like, he's like, yeah, I gotta apologize. I think I drank too much. I'm done drinking. So for you to say he came on this show and drank so much is unheard of because- yeah. I always love the people that have those, those experiences and they're like, I'm done. I'm done drinking yeah. and then it's like- 
Kentucky no, yourself. I, 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 you're not. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't like pull over and, and puke out the side of the door. I had a friend do that on the 405. Um, you know, I think that's the courteous thing to do. So pull over. But um, yes, yeah. he is still yeah. the undefeated champion here on the show. Uh, six Hennessy and lemonades. And that's <laughs> sort of like the effect that I have on people here. Drive them to drink. But anyone watching the show that does not drink alcohol, we also love non-alcoholic well. drinks too but that's not what we're drinking today what have you guys chosen for us to what bevy is on i am having a little uh white wine a little savion blanc beautiful okay. uh and i have some uh rose champagne right here see i i feel i felt like the last time i was here i may have been a little too hardcore so i was like let me soften it a little bit by coming back with some rose champagne <laughs> i love that i i'm i'm a big fan and because when i heard what you guys are drinking i was like well i'll drink obviously what they're both drinking and i did bring um i brought oh wow look over here I just have yeah. to have some champagne ready to go. Too bad I'm gonna be popping this by myself. But let's. Oh, what are we no. toasting to? What am I popping? What am I pop? I already like took the thing off, so I'm gonna do it. But um, okay. what are we popping bottles for today? Uh, just being gainfully employed and kind. I don't know. What do you mean? What do you guys <laughs> That's good. Gainfully employed and kind. Um, and you know what? The most important thing, uh, somebody told me this, is that when you open a bottle of champagne, she shouldn't scream. She should moan. Sounded like she moaned. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a bedtime story. No, it was, it was a woman that told me this. Um, no, they were just because she had been told that as well. She was like, somebody said you like you actually can open it quietly is, is the point. So <laughs> I, think I that's love what it. it was. Well, that you learn something new every single day. So um, we 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 toasted to I haven't even started drinking and I've forgotten we toasted to being gainfully employed and kind kind yeah. and nice yeah yes. and yeah. and also let's celebrate a better future now <laughs> yeah man it's gonna be yeah. things, are, things are looking up okay yes the fact that things are looking up Cheers. and I love that Julie is double fisting this is I realize this is not gonna work well at the beginning of the show just drinking both at the same time your your commitment to being a host of a show built around drinking uh -huh. it, it just warms my heart. I wish I would have thought that of this concept. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> so surprised you did, my friend. Like that's hey. yeah. Well, maybe if Jamel, you know, came over to the bank side, she could then be, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You could. No, she you could then do drinks with Banks. Yeah. No, if, I, if I'm Jamel's next dead. partner and we get married and she takes my last name, then yeah. she yeah. could then have this show as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, leaning, you got to lean in 100%. So whenever the show's on, the drinking begins. And it's a Wednesday. But yes, so everyone know we are taping this on a Wednesday. Um, and Carrie and Jamel's show is on Thursdays. So your episode this week will have passed. But the good thing is, is that there's many more episodes and we're going to get into <laughs> all that and more in just a second. But uh, first of all, Jamal, I want to congratulate you on being one of Adweek's most powerful women in America. That is an <laughs> absolute incredible honor to have. What did it feel like to see that in print? Uh, a little weird because I, whenever you make a list, or at least this is how I look at it when I, the few times I've been able to make a list. First of all, I thought I was done making lists because, you know, you get that 30 under 30, you know, that 40 under 40. And, and I made awful a full, announcing lists. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, but other people do similar lists or the group 100 or something like that. And so since most of them have been related to age, I was like, woof, I have aged out of being on lists. That's probably for That's sure. That's so, 50 under uh, 50. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, great. Wonderful to look forward to. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, I, I never, I've never tried to win any awards or any kind of accolades in my life. So it, it felt uh, very humbling to be a part of this particular list because I'm looking at the resumes of a lot of the women on there, many of which I was familiar with, and I'm like, Jeannie Buss. I'm like, I don't belong on a list with Jeannie Buss. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I let they think that, but I'm just like, she just won an NBA championship. She's the first female owner to win one. Like, hey, that's not really the same, right? I so, disagree. Um, but, I disagree. Oh, well, I you're my much. friend, I and I pay you to say that. <laughs> Okay, you're right, you did. Never mind, I'll be fine. <laughs> so, uh, no, it was just a tremendous honor and very humbling to, to answer the question. Yeah, I mean, I it's it was an incredible list. You mentioned Jeannie Buss. Also, congratulations in a different vein, though, to you, Carrie Champion, on your Lakers for winning the yeah. championship in the longest year of life. Yeah. And you guys deserved it. And you could probably oh do it again. I hope so. I I was really working with Jeannie in the front office a few a few hours ago on the team and who we wanted to go after. We we still haven't settled on something. It's just it's tough though. I mean, I know you know this. It's just you know. But thank you, and I appreciate it. We worked so hard this year, and ah, that time in the bubble, all of it, because I was there. You know, I was a true member of the team, and it's my chip. I feel like what you joke about it, but I could totally see you and Jeannie Bus like collabing oh, no. and well, you being in the Lakers front office. Oh, no. You know, anytime I get a chance to talk to anybody that's with the, in the front office, I just be like, let me tell you what I think. They they don't, they don't like me. They don't even want to see me coming. They'd be like, here she go. What a crazy idea. I, I Trust me, I am that kind of fan that you just don't want to be around. She's pretty intense. <laughs> I, I, I definitely believe that I can I will I will take your word for that right there. But as someone who has experienced the championship recently and we passed it to you guys like Toronto Raptors, it's like we ah, probably would have been in the finals. You. Like, again, thank if you. if Nick Nurse had figured out like not how to be a bad coach with Pascal Siakam, we would have. <laughs> I, I feel like I kind were. of like helped you get this championship this year. You did. Thank you. Yeah, so. thank but, you, you know, the you. season's starting mm -hmm. in a day, so um, we will be able yeah. to see everyone back in action again very soon you guys are so generous you canadians are the best you do know that i'm learning you know what i, I before i would have said no but like <laughs> i'd say 100 percent yes now <laughs> i guess uh yeah all the nice things are from canada really uh, okay on that note there's two amazing things from america we are going to be discussing when we come back from break on drinks with things don't go anywhere we got jamel hill and carrie champion Hi, I'm Roman Rojas, and on the first episode of the Roman Rojas podcast, I talked to my friend Danilo Alvarez about how a night of fun and partying in Cali, Colombia, ended up with him being kidnapped, along with his girlfriend Geraldine, and how they were able to get out of this horrible situation. Join me every week in my conversations with people that have incredible stories to tell. Subscribe to the Roman Rojas podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform. I'm Michael Smith, and I'm proud to say that I had drinks with Binks. Six of them motherfuckers, to be exact. <laughs> hey guys, welcome 
on back to drinks and thanks. Oh, well, hi, didn't see you there. Just pouring myself some more champagne because I've already had basically a glass of it on the show here. Drinks and thanks with Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion. And these two women have created a new show on Vice TV, which is if you have not seen it, and if you are a Fubo TV subscriber, you can watch it as I have. It is awesome. And I'm not just saying that blowing smoke because they are here on the show, but it is it is authentic. They have great guests and awesome segments that are just like what people would be thinking. And if they haven't thought it, they're like so happy that you went there. Uh, when you guys like decided to come up with the show, what was what was the driving force behind this particular idea? We wanted to drink. <laughs> no. No, it's a lot more to it than that. Okay, my bad. Okay. So here's the funny story, Julie. I'm going to give you guys some behind the scenes. So in August of, I think maybe last year, or maybe even the summer of last year, when, when I was still at ESPN, I went to Jamel's house and she tells this story with a bottle of wine and I knocked on her door. I had been, we had been talking about working together, but we thought we'd do a podcast or, uh, or a YouTube show. Um, but I went to her house with a bottle of wine. I had a crew, I hired a crew and we went and shot a story, which I thought was amazing. And we were gonna call it, we're gonna steal your name. It's gonna be like one more, right? Where we would, every time we talk a different, every time we would talk about a topic, we'd pour one more, one more, one more. Mm -hmm. um, and then, we edited and it was great and I loved the way it looked and we were happy with it and we kind of just let it sit on the shelf and we both went on to our different opportunities. I was still at ESPN and I was doing another show. She was doing several other things and a, a really close friend of ours by the name of Sharita Johnson called and said, hey, Vice is looking for a new nighttime talk show and they want to have it with women and they want to have it with you all. Um, send me your reel again that you put together. And I And I think it was that was in March of this year when the whole world had shut down. And from that moment on, we never looked back. We had maybe two conversations and it was like, then it went to negotiations and we had a show. It was fairly easy. And I know it's not that easy, but it was fairly easy because the timing just felt right. Like who knew that in March, we didn't know that we were having such a racial reckoning in America. We didn't know mm -hmm. that Black Lives Matter would have such a platform as it is that, as you've seen. We didn't know that Kamala Harris, Auntie Kamala would be our, our vice president, uh, Madam Vice President, if you will. So black women were really um, at the forefront of conversations um, and, and making decisions as they always have been, but demanding their power and their voice. And Jamel and I, Jamel more so than me, I was, I was recently freed. And she yeah. and I and I was ready to go. <laughs> she had been free. And mm -hmm. so it was just a great, it was a great time. It was a great timing. It was my, she's my, one of my dearest friends in the world. I think our, our show, while it's all honest, it's a relationship show. We respect each other a lot. Um, and the beauty of working with this one is she's so gracious and, and loving. She's like the Magic Johnson of TV. She's like the LeBron James of television. You know, she's always throwing an assist and making sure you're great while I'm out here being real Isaiah. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. What? But you wouldn't find that offensive, Jamel, as a by the way, that's why I said it. I'm being real Kobe. Rest I know. My boo. I, I'm gonna shoot the ball. Give yeah. me the ball. I'm about to shoot. Yeah, mate. So I've been being real Kobe about it. But it's been it's been good, Julie. Like honestly, we get to go in there, shoot in the morning, drink because we drink on set too. You ain't the only one. We just don't. I, I've noticed. I like that. <laughs> Obviously, I like that a lot about your show. And you say, and Jamel was telling me beforehand, you guys have a uh, f 
limit of the times you can say the word. No. Right? Well, how, what, is that, what is it? We can say it six times. But it's five. It it's five. Times, it's oh, five. five times. We can say it right. five times. We say it six. six times. Yeah, it's got to be important. <laughs> it's or we get bleeped. Yeah. So yeah. What Jamel? What's that like being able to just drop uh, the f bomb when you you never could have done that in your old job? Uh, it's it's very freeing and liberating. And liberating. And the thing is, it, I, we were both ourselves when we were at ESPN, but we're allowed to be even more of ourselves with Vice because of the type of. Uh, network they are. I mean, it's just beyond just the cursing. It's like their sensibilities are way different. You know, right. they don't have some huge parent company like Disney behind them. So they don't have to worry about as much. Uh, and so because they're edgy, we're edgy, it fits very well. So this is not just uh, about any network, you know, agreeing to air our show. It's about the fact that there is like a good value and brand alignment for both parties. So, um, so yeah, like Harry said, it's been a lot of fun and that's why we can have a new segment called this week in black shit. That's why we have a new <laughs> segment that, that's called previously on America's bullshit. Uh, while we I have love one, that. while we have our favorite My white favorite person white of person. the week, like that's what <laughs> we <laughs> I like yes. that you paid tribute to Alex Trebek too yes. last week. That was very nice. He was he was our favorite um, white person Canada, of, the, of, of last week. Represent. Yeah, you represent. Yeah. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, yeah. We'll you know pouring up for Alex Trebek. But what would you say then, guys? Like so far, um, maybe what do you hope is a takeaway when people watch this show? Uh, Jamel, I'll start with you. Uh, well, I think mostly, I, I think we hope that people um, take away a word that you already mentioned, which was the authenticity, that they understand we're being real and we're being genuine and this is who we are. Now, beyond all that, we certainly have some information in the show. Yes, we're gonna entertain you. Yes, you'll laugh. You may even get mad and go through some other uh, emotions as you watch us, but you also, I think we'll leave with some nuggets of information or at least we hope looking at something a little bit differently than you did when you came in. So. Um, you know, we, we kind of hope that you experience the gamut of all of these things uh, because we, you know, we feel like we have a pretty fun product and we have something that we think will compel people uh, mm -hmm. to giving us, uh, I guess, technically 22 minutes of our time, of, of their time. <laughs> and, and the beauty of the show, Julie, is that we just, we really do, or we try more importantly, um, is to have fun. I think I think if, it, if you're not enjoying what you're doing for a living, it's unfortunate. And I think when you have that opportunity to do it, we do. I, I know for Jamel, she's always, she's, you know, she's a columnist. She's always had an opinion. She she has an opinion about anything. She's color color mm -hmm. blue. Let me tell you about blue. And I'm like, I don't, I don't necessarily always care to express my opinion about everything. About, but I do care to talk about what's happening in our world today. And, and what's wrong, and and I feel like that's why we often we be given a platform. And what I what I what I always hesitate, especially with the show, is that I don't want people to tune in and feel. And this is and this is just my feeling. Jay may not even feel this way. I don't want them to feel like we hate white people, but I do believe that if you do tune into the show, you're going to learn something if you're willing to listen and 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 really pay attention because we're going to do it in a funny way. We're going to do it in a way that is also very serious as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want to remove the stigma of black people on television talking about what's wrong with racism as if it's a taboo topic and we can't talk about it. It was too taboo, don't talk about it. Like, no, let's talk about it. How will we ever move forward in this country if we can't have uncomfortable ass conversations? And I feel like there's a lot of, like, I feel like there's a lot of 
re-education that needs to happen. We need to we need to learn things differently. We've been lied to for a very long time and how we live in this wonderful, great state of America. I'm living the American dream, trust me. Mm-hmm. But I also know that there's a lot of wrong. And and if we can and if we can get some allies and some disruptors on our side who get it and want to join in and as we try to wake up the world, so be it. Uh, but I'm, we're not here to divide. We're just here to give you some, some give you some jewels, some some jewelry, some free nuggets. Take it with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I completely hear you, and I think that like not only is that like so important, and and to like to hear your voices and your perspective. And that is why I wanted to have you guys on my show. Obviously I think the world of you is as sports broadcasters, but as people and as your perspective, that's Mm -hmm. something I can't possibly ever understand. And something we'll get into later in the show is, is a white person, like when a white person is watching the show and maybe they didn't vote for Trump and maybe they understand white privilege, but like, they, they almost like got to the, they, they answered the math question, but they didn't do the work necessarily. Mm. Like they didn't understand like what else it, like that you just think like, Oh, well, you know, I'm, Oh, I'm good. I'm not racist. Right. So, but there's so much more than that. And I think that that's very, when I'm watching your show, like it's so interesting, the levels of like understanding, like peeling it back in society, like how you can be better. And I, you know, I've done that, done that. I'm doing that for myself right now. And so I think that that's important for us to keep talking about. We got to take a quick break. We're going to keep drinking and binking here mm-hmm. with Jamel Hill and Carrie mm-hmm. champion. Don't go anywhere. Better fill up your glasses because this is going this is going down. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, it- is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome on back to Drinks with Things. We've got Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion from Carrie and Jamel won't stick to sports and i'm jsb we are going to be playing never have i ever because we drink on the show and never have I ever is probably the greatest game ever to do while drinking so <laughs> it would suck if you weren't drinking as you guys know i'm gonna say something and then if you've done it you drink cool beans All let's right. go um never have i ever gotten in trouble by my employer for something i tweeted about oh. Jesus. <laughs> like, are you kidding? I probably should do a shot on this. <laughs> you got to drink that whole thing there. Right. Great. Well, okay. We're all on the same page. Uh, never have I ever clapped back at a troll by contacting their employer. I knew that about you, so I set you up. You did. Why, I, why, why am I going to be the drunkest one after this? Yeah, I'm not like, why would I contact their employer? But okay, yeah, go ahead, Jay. Because that's, that's spiteless material. Sometimes street justice needs to prevail. That's why. Street, street justice, is that what you call that? Okay, then, dog. Social media justice must, must prevail sometimes. Um, okay, never have I ever gotten in Twitter fights with Clippers fans. <laughs> I was like, I know that. <laughs> what up? Who gets in fights with Clippers fans? Lakers fans. <laughs> of course. Um, never, 
have I ever thought about running for office? Come on, drink, drink, drink. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have to. Of course. But you do know they have to do a background check. That's what stops me. That's what stops yeah, me. But I mean, in, you, in my office, you do know that. I don't. I don't mean like a big office. Like I've thought about like locally. Like oh, maybe I should get on like even though I have kids, like the PTA or get on like a, you know, just something locally so that I can, in my neighborhood, improve what's happening. No, you're not talking about PTA. You're talking a little higher than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, not PTA, but like something, something local that impacts my direct community. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like a senator or anything. Okay. Well, we'll keep that one out there in the ether. Um, (laughs) uh, Speaking of, never have I ever taken out real estate in Donald Trump's brain. I guess I have, huh? (laughs) Yeah. For sure. But I just get you real f***ed up. Yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> Does that feel like a badge of honor at all? Um, I, Like, yes and no. I mean, it does just because uh, to irritate somebody like him, you know, just kind of gives me a perverse amount of pleasure. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in a club of, I don't know, hundreds, I guess. <laughs> okay. Never have, have I ever shopped drunk online to then be surprised by what I purchased later. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Carrie used to I used to take Jamel drunk shopping at CVS it wasn't online but I used to take yes we used to drunk CVS. shop at CVS <laughs> we live in Bristol Connecticut yeah. nothing to do and I'm like come on me to get some lotion you know I love to be shiny come on me to get some products yeah. I love any kind you of product you have the best and she was, shiny legs she on TV it. thank you yeah. for Barbie and she's upset <laughs> about it she used to hate it she used to be like i don't want to go so now i'm all like yes that's even more amazing come with me because i would because i would wake up the next day and i'd have like toilet paper cotton balls doritos and like tied and i'm like where did this come from i'm like oh i went drop drunk cbs shopping with carrie that's where it came from all the things every human being needs in life toilet paper Doritos. i believe that though that's a night out in bristol like in west that's hartford it. or wherever you guys did your time there yeah and every bar we went to had carpet on the floor julie no yes yes it's like an airport carpet too has oh, the same kind of genre well okay well cvs shopping at cvs with carrie maybe potential like segment getting drunk going to cvs yeah carrie yeah that sounds like a all right this has been a wonderful edition of never have i ever and i think that we've learned that jamel carrie and i are on our way to be kind of drunk but that's not really news on this show so we have a whole (laughs) lot more actual news after this on drinks with things To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico, great service without all the drama. Hey guys, I'm Taylor Rooks and I had way too many drinks with Binks. Binks. 
Hey guys, back here on Drinks with Thanks. I'm JSP. We've got Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion. And both of them also do so many, many other jobs. It's like I was writing down all the lists of like how to introduce them. And I'm like, okay, that's going to take up the whole like episode. Uh, but you guys, you know, whether it's print, TV, TV together, radio, podcast, every single thing, Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, you're all over the place. And I absolutely <laughs> love following you on all these different platforms. And speaking of platforms, like right now, uh, many people have been using theirs, especially to get people out to vote. And yeah, like they voted uh, surprisingly, you know, not in the way we thought that they would, but Joe Biden is our next president. Kamala Harris is our next vice president. And for people like you guys who have been trying to get people to go out and vote and who have endured uh, so much like hate and vitriol. And I know that Jamel, you read out some of your Instagram DMs that you've gotten from people like, what does it mean to sort of see a light at the end of the tunnel during what has been like a really dark four years? And Jamel, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, I guess it, it is, I'm trying to think of the most optimistic way I can say this. Um, hmm. It is, it's good that so many people voted for sure. And it's good that so many people felt civically engaged, politically engaged. And particularly when you look at the black turnout in um, a lot of the major cities across America, that was very inspiring to see. However, that being said, I, I think people need to really have a full understanding of how the last four years have really set us back as a country. And so now the next steps forward, they're just not easy steps. Like the, the, the presidential election part of it was just honestly a baby step. What needs to be undone going forward, and not just related to Donald Trump, but like if we ever wanna have a chance of making sure that our children and their children and people's grandchildren don't have to still combat some of these same systemic uh, racial issues and uh, issues of oppression and gender disparity. Like there is some real tough things that have to happen over the course of the next decade or the next 20 years, because it, it sticks in my mind as we're going through these things that we're kind of still fighting for the same thing that Martin Luther King Jr. talked about. The same mm -hmm. things that when he was, when he did the March on Washington um, or that he wrote about in letters from a Birmingham jail, like, voting rights. We're still talking about voting rights. We're still trying to end voter suppression. And when I think about it in that respect, I do get a little down because it, it just feels like we're just swimming against a tie. And so in order for us to push through these walls and to have a different conversation, hopefully in the next 50 years, it's going to require all hands on deck. Um, and it's going to require some really tough work. So like the presidential election, what I hope doesn't happen is that people get so caught up in that and be like, whoo, we got rid of Trump, that they mm -hmm. forget about the really hard and difficult work that must be done in order to mm -hmm. make our society far better than mm -hmm. the one um, that our ancestors um, left us. Right. All the things that she said, Julie, I think are smart as usual, but I also know that the reason why we're still having this conversation is because there is an apathy um, towards um, social justice. Once we see one big quote unquote event happen, we fall back and that falls on the black community, the white community, people at large, right? So when President Barack Obama became president, we were like, woo, hopeful, we made it. And during you know his midterm, he's like, wait a second, you're nobody's voting, no one cares, because we knew that he was there and that he would win and i and i feel i feel and i fear that that'll be the same thing that will happen again with with quote unquote joe biden in the office and kamala harris the very first black woman and indian woman 
to of descent to to be in the White House. I think the work has to be consistent. And and it, there should be an apathy. It's exhausting. It's exhausting having the same conversation. It's exhausting demanding the same rights. But you know, you gotta you gotta think of it as a luxury over liberty. And I heard my friend say this, like I I voted for civil liberties, not my luxury. Like the, the Joe Biden's quote unquote tax plan that may or may not exist would affect me. But I didn't vote that way. I voted because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that we could have any appearance of equality there is in the White House, that uh, the semblance. And so many of us in, in, in this country specifically vote selfishly. And I don't think the education that Jamel talks about, I don't think that we get how important it is to not vote for yourself. The history of America is so, is so wrong and, and such a lie and, 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 and taught to us as if this was this great place and we were great people. And Jamal, you know, one of your tweets pissed everybody off. And I'm reading her book now, Isabel Wilkerson. It, it, we're not that beautiful. You ever, you, look, I use this analogy. My mom said she'll, you know, and this goes vice versa. You ever wake up one day and realize your kids ain't shit? you be like, damn, my kid is an asshole. You know what I mean? I love him to death, but my child's an asshole. Or if you wake up one day and you be like, God, I love my mom and my dad, but God, they, God they, they're so flawed. They, they, you, the, the veil has been lifted. You, one day you realize that the people that you love so dear and consider so great are not perfect. And that's where I'm at. And that's where we are in this country. And if we don't address what is not great and what is not perfect about the world in which we live in and how racism has built this country, Literally, racism has built this country. It's not hyperbole. America became one of the richest nations based on the fact that they owned slaves and they have free labor for 400 years. And, and slaves were worth more than the railroad systems and the factory in this nation for, for at one point in time. There's no writing that wrong unless you address it. And people don't want to address it. And so that's why 72 million people who really thought that they were being threatened and their lives were being threatened voted for Donald Trump. They felt like what they feel is theirs was taken away. And I'm like, none of this was ours. We have such a ass backward system on thinking. And I just wish we didn't vote so selfishly. I wish we thought everybody did deserve the same thing. And I don't know how the hell we're going to do that. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous when you do see how many people voted in that arm for Donald Trump. Uh, basically, whether they, as you mentioned, Carrie, a lot of people uh, voted selfishly, whether they're like, well, uh, I voted for my parents' taxes. You're like, oh, so you accept racism, though. Like you, yeah. you, you this country, at least from my time, only the seven years I've lived here is very much built on this like individualism of of not caring about other people, of not looking at the greater good. And that has been that then accepts racism and especially for white people that it doesn't affect. They're like, well, I don't see it. I don't feel it. Like, why are we having this conversation? And I had a friend recently who was like, why are we still talking about racism? I'm like, honey, because it exists. Like Mm -hmm. you might not feel it at your law office, Mm -hmm. but do you see any black people working with you? No, Mm -hmm. like maybe Mm -hmm. there's a reason why. Uh, And so, um, yes, I had a long conversation with a friend about that, but like we can still, even people, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to help my friends understand this, but I'm like, I also need to understand a lot of stuff going on in the, in this country as well, but it is up. Thank God we ended up on the other side. It was a close couple of days, but we stayed glued to the TV screen here in this household for literally 10,000 hours. Um, yeah, literally. Uh, and I guess right now we'll just have to see what kind of shenanigans Trump 
likes to throw at us in the next couple months, which I'm sure there's over unders and bets on. But I'm just I'm just yammering right now. I know my producer's like, okay, stop talking because you're drunk. But we have a whole lot more to come after the break here with Jamel and Carrie about what white women can do better. All right. So stay tuned. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Nope, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Hey, everybody! Colin Hanks here, having a drink with Banks. Hi, guys! Welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm here with Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion, and we're drinking a whole lot of different <laughs> stuff right now. We got we got Sauvignon Blanc. We got a rosé champagne we've got champagne we've got only a little bit of rosé left so it's it's been a time and it's great we're discussing a lot of different different good issues that we need to and on the heels of what we were just discussing jamel i was reading your article she did it in the atlantic and uh you had a great quote that i wanted to ask you guys about and it said you know countless women can relate to what harris and this is obviously discussing Kamala Harris as vice president-elect. Uh, to what Harris went through, women of color are often scrutinized more closely than others, and we are criticized in different terms. From what you guys have been through in your careers, in what way does the lens in which society and people look at black women need to change? Oh, I mean, this is a long list. I know we have, uh, <laughs> we have only so much time in this show and only so much alcohol. Um, I'm like, I may need to pour some more because of that one. No, but, but um, you know, honestly, I, I think a, a big component of it is that uh, the invisibility that Black women still face is that despite the fact that, you know, I, I've said this repeatedly, I talk about how Black women are the conscience of America. And the reason I say that is because of something Carrie said the last segment is that, you know, Black women have to vote with a conscience. They have to vote for the greater good because a lot of black women have brothers and mothers and sons. It's like so many people to look out for in the community. And that's just kind of the way that we're built. And so we're constantly saving people all the time, sometimes from the worst version of themselves. And we're always put in a position where we have to do that, where we have to think for the greater good. And our reward is to be invisible to not be thought of, to not be checked for, to not be looked after, to not be cared for. Um, and so that is kind of this position that we have, we're kind of stuck in because we we know what the hierarchy is. The hierarchy in our society goes, okay, white men as a majority, right? They have had all the privileges mm -hmm. throughout the entire time. White women have had slightly less privileges, but they've been able to ride on the privilege of white men to enjoy the benefit of both that privilege and the privilege of being considered a minority. So they've been able to experience both worlds. Mm. And then when you have black men, there is a male privilege that they enjoy, even though, yes, they are persecuted and they have to suffer some of the same racial indignities that we do, but they're still men. 
they still had the right to vote before we did. I mean, even with the 19th Amendment, which guaranteed women all suffrage, that didn't guarantee black women suffrage. We had to fight to get that. And so people forget what that hierarchy is and how that hierarchy shows up in our everyday existence. And on top of the other stereotypes of us being viewed as combative and angry, confrontational, um, our ambition being held against us. If we remember, there was a narrative and a story that was put out about um, Madam Vice President Harris uh, about how she might be overlooked or or or, or picked over by jo- Joe Biden because she was too ambitious, because she once wanted to be president and because on the debate stage, she got the best of them. Like if she were a man, that would have never even been a question, never. right? Yeah, it's, it's a debate, right? But they use that moment to hold her accomplishments and her ambitions against her. And that's something that, that black women face on the pay scale. We pay 61 cents on a dollar, which is lower than white women, lower than black men, lower mm-hmm. than white men. So like we're always falling in last for the most part. And so that is something we have to fight for our respect a little harder. So sometimes if we are in work environments and we seem a little more to ourselves, or if we have a little tougher exterior, that's where all of that comes from. And it's misinterpreted that we are trying to be um, unnecessarily um, confrontational and combative with people. Right. And for Carrie, like, how can we like what what can we I mean, it sounds so awful to have to live carrying that kind of baggage with you. Um, It's exhausting. I just feel like uh, what she said is so right. I'm just sitting here listening, slightly tipsy. But listening and thinking this that the fact of the matter is, is that it's exhausting. We do go to work and we are aware of how people perceive us. We do go to work and we are aware of what what my ask will be. So if I have a producer and I ask something in a way in which I ask, it could be perceived as she's being angry, she's tough, she's so aggressive. But I'm asking a normal question. Are you sure that we should interview this guest? Because the last time I heard they weren't really sufficient. That could be received as combative. That could be received as, and that's for all women, but definitely for black women. That could be received in a totally different way in which I intended it. And I feel like all of that is sitting on our shoulders. And and a lot of what we want is for people just to see the humanity in us. And I say that often, and it sounds so simple, but the reality is, is that the way that they, they view Julie Stewart Binks as possibly their sister, or their wife, or their or their best friend, or their girlfriend. I'd like for them to see me in those ways because that gives you um, an empathy that you don't normally have. You can't empathize with someone you haven't socialized with. You can't empathize with mm-hmm. someone you've never been around. You can't empathize with someone who seems so foreign to you socially in every aspect of the way. You don't even understand where they're coming from, and 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 there's no commonality because we live so insulated and separated. And and I feel like a lot of the people who who don't enforce diversity in their lives, who don't make an effort to have people from all different backgrounds a part of their lives can't understand anything that we're saying or anything that we see. You can't just see it our way. It makes no sense to you. Um, right. and, that's, and that's what I think should be done. I think people should make a true effort to really insert diversity in their lives. It doesn't have to be a black woman. It can be an Asian man i'm making up something but my point is is that you need to go out of your way to really understand others like i we grow up learning more about y'all than you ever know about us which is why y'all have to touch my hair you know not you per se but <laughs> y'all be like can i touch your hair i went to an all-white junior high school uh all-white high school at times it was mixed but mostly white and i come with different braids they're like now what is that and I, 
why do I have to tell you about my hair when I know that you probably have to wash your hair once every two days? Or why do I know that you probably live in this neighborhood? Or why do I know you probably like these shoes? We know everything about white America because that's all we see on television and that's all we hear about and that's all we read about. But no one knows anything about us. Now, is that, Carrie, now is that all your hair? Now all of it is yours? Because, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, why? <laughs> why are we having these basic-ass conversations? You know, when you should be doing the work to have more diverse, diverse people in your right. life so that you know how they, grow, how they grew up and how they lived and that will give you such a different perspective on how you interact with people. I, I can't imagine what you guys have both been through. And it is so important to be able to hear these perspectives and for people to then reflect on their own behavior and their own actions in this regard and things that they may have said that they didn't think were racist or out of line, but really probably were because we are realizing in this country starkingly enough that there is a massive and we've known this you guys have known this because you've lived it but that there is a massive issue with racism um and that it as you mentioned sure we now have luckily not the sociopath running the country anymore <laughs> but that's just the first step so we have more to come with carrie and jamel guys don't go anywhere we're doing this and having these conversations while drinking so we're very That's a sign you can do anything you want. Best time to talk about race is when you're drinking. <laughs> yes. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Like what you're hearing? Check out Drinks with Binks on Fubo Sports Network every Friday night at 8 p.m. Stream it on the Fubo TV app, Roku, Samsung TV, and more. Oh, and don't forget, it's BYOB. Sorry, startup life. Hey, this is Sarah Walsh, and uh, obviously, I've had drinks with Binks. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Banks. We've been having a great time with Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion, and there's so many more things we want to talk about, but we have only a short amount of time. And Carrie, I got to ask you, you know, we were just discussing now being able to sort of really speak your mind and be yourself. You were on SportsCenter, First Take, Sports Nation, and you crushed it, but now you get to be Carrie Champion. What's the transition been like going from telling the sports news to being yourself? Yeah, I think, you know, like and Jamel said earlier, I was always myself. I think I just, I would keep my very important opinions to myself. <laughs> I'd be like, I might do a face. Jamel would always tease me when I was doing Stephen A. I'd be like, she knew what I was thinking. Now I just say it along with the face that I make. Um, the transition's been interesting. I had somebody tell me today that I was too TV-like, perhaps not enough just conversational, which I thought was interesting because I'm like, what the, what? what the hell does that mean? I, I've that that part <laughs> but the reality is is that i think people aren't familiar with my my ether or how i move if you don't really know me i'm very um as you know like to say i'm a quirky pine right so my friends i have very few close friends because i'm a little prickly it's hard to get get inside and see the real me and 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 th those who really know me know i don't have i don't give a 
you gonna hear you gonna hear this. You gonna get these feelings. I'll push you out and be your friend five minutes later. Um, and so I think for me, it's letting the audience understand who I am truly. Um, and I and I you know I didn't have any rounds with the president, so people didn't know how I felt. But now they're starting to understand how I feel. But I will say this: our last episode, and I'll say this quickly, when we were fussing out folks for voting for Trump, I was anyway. I hesitated to post it because it made me uncomfortable. I was like, damn, I'm going in. Should I post this? Do I really want people to know I really feel this way? Does this affect other opportunities? And I said, if mm-hmm. I don't do this, if not now, when? If not now, when? If I really am more dedicated to the fight for justice, it doesn't matter who wants to be with me in this fight or not. I have to do it for myself. And on the heels of that, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I know, Jamel, you have had no problem speaking your mind. We don't have a lot of time. But um, do you think that now where it's like, you know, whatever executive in the past didn't like this or that, like, this is who I am. This is important. This is bigger than this. Like, I'm just going to go for it on social media. Uh, My thing is... I mean, like, it's really, that's all I can say, because, uh, I mean, I kind of am who I am, and it's like, I can't go backwards. So, you've seen who I am, you've seen, you know, the biggest controversy I, I guess I've ever caused, and uh, if you can't get on board with who I am, then I, I'm too old to change, so it kind of is what it is. <laughs> right. And just to follow up. Yes, I'm 75, so it's, it's like it's not. I can't right. wait to be on the 400 under 400 list that I'm waiting for Apple <laughs> announcing to write. I've uh, been pushing them. I've sent them my bio, so it's coming out soon. So many more questions I want to ask you about my producers telling me to go to break, and God damn it, he's right. we got to take a time out. We're here on Tricks with Things. Don't go anywhere. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Barton, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. We've had an awesome time drinking and banging here with Carrie and Jamel. And guys, uh, where can we find the show next? Carrie, I'll start with you. Uh, where can we find the show next? We air Thursday at 1130 after Vice News. It's called Carrie and Jamel Won't Speak to Sports. It's on Vice. You can get it on the app. You can get it on Hulu. You can get it on Fubu. Get it anywhere. Just Google it. Look for it. It's um, available. And our next episode will be really, really good. We always have good guests, but I feel like this one will be fire. I can't tell you everything, but no, we're bringing ether to the white world. Yeah, you guys have gotten some great guests. And then also you guys have 10,000 projects. Please tell me in a very short amount of time, starting with Jamel, what else you guys are working on? Oh, um, so in addition to the two podcasts that I'm juggling uh, my own, which is Jamel Hill is Unbothered, and also Rewatch Pod on the wire called Way Down in the Hole that I host uh, with Van Lathan. 
um, you know, just a number of TV projects I'm working on. There's going to be a big announcement in the coming days about one I've been collaborating on with somebody um, who is a very notable Hollywood actor. So um, that's coming in a couple oh, man. of days. Like, can I- you give us a hint? Like what movie they've been in maybe? Uh, no, because you'll guess it. So, no, I can't. I can't Would do a that. basic white bee have seen the movie? A basic white has seen many of their movies. Oh, shit. In fact, okay. they made one of the movies that every basic white, every BWB has definitely seen. I can't say Especially stand you. like around, around 14 or 15 years old. They have. I can't stand you. Can't stand you. <laughs> I cannot wait. Okay. And, Carrie, what else do we have going on with you? Um, I have a podcast uh, that's out right now. It's called The Brown Print. I'm also teaming up with someone very popular in radio uh, in radio to do a podcast under his network that's coming out. It'll be announced at the top of the year. Would uh, a basic white bee know who that potential yes, person is? You would. Yes, you would. definitely. You would. <laughs> a lot um, of secret announcements going on over here. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I too, I too have a... Uh, uh, a, telev- a scripted television series coming out that was recently purchased uh, based on my life. But there's a lot going on. The kids are working and hustling. We're getting all our money. All these guys. You guys are uh, just a, a joy, a pleasure to have on the show. So inspiring also because now I have to get like a production company and work with some <laughs> hey, Julie. actor and whatever. Hey, Julie. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, hey, Julie, you are so powerful in your own right. Don't let anybody tell you different. And thank you for having us on the show. I mean, I've adored you from day one. So thank you. Thank you so much. And keep doing you, little girl. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm more red than I am with all the alcohol <laughs> advice system right now. Thank you guys for doing this. And I have 10,000 things to do. Don't hate me for this taking so long. Um, guys, follow us, Fubo, wherever you can watch their show on it. That's awesome. Fubo. Bottoms up, bitches. Fubo. We'll see you next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.